1: to light years um normally andy and i will start with some jokes but it didn't really feel appropriate um so i wanted to start with uh saying we we you know we we stand in solidarity with the protesters and uh, with everyone protesting police brutality and um you know we we had plans to start a discord and kind of all this stuff for the light years community which we have done uh, doesn't feel like it's the most appropriate thing to talk about now, um, but we are going to donate all premium subscribers' um, money and donations they've given towards us, towards causes. Uh, Andy? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, Kevin Jones, CEO of Blue Wire, came out with a, a good statement yesterday um, just in regards to kind of what the organizations well, we're going to be supporting uh what we support in terms of what the process is going to be about if you are going to be protesting i know me and sam live in san francisco and a lot of our listeners do be safe secure a few at eight o'clock um i see a lot of police out there so please please be safe uh wear a mask all that and then i'm asian american so i will i do want to say for all those that are asian um please talk to uh, other Asian people or your family about this type of thing it's I know I know most Asian people don't so um it's a it's a good uh it's an informative topic um we won't spend all podcasts talking about it but I did Sam and I did feel that we do want to spend a couple minutes here to it, say, it, know, it, it just feels important. it feels you know like ultimately this show is meant to be kind of a distraction from your real life yeah. uh hopefully we entertain you you think you know everyone really listens to this as a war fan or um you know maybe yeah. a, really just kind of uh big time warrior hater who wants to know what we all have to say. But uh, at end of the day, you know, it's not that important in the scheme of life relative to everything. And uh, most of this episode's, you know, hopefully going to give you guys a distraction from everything going on, but uh, it would be wrong if we didn't at least mention the protests and everything going on right now. Make your, make your donations. I know Sam texted me this morning. He did say he's uh, going broke. Uh, with the amount of donations that he's making to all of the good organizations all to there. all to David Guetta. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben drop in that sound <laughs> where where he uh, where he solved racism with one of the best beat drops I've heard in a long time. So this record is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace. When already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. Not not the worst thing that's going on, but uh, but kind of just funny that celebrities needed, are always going to be tone deaf. Yeah. I needed that laugh. Like, yeah. um, I feel like the last 72 hours have just been, um, it's, it's very hard to watch. And, yep. you know, most people feel strongly will say... Oh, only 72 hours for you. That's neither here nor there. The the point of the matter is it, it was nice to get just a little laugh in
0: there on the one
1: David. David one kid. one small thing. And it's uh and I encourage you if you haven't seen it, you know, it's it's a 40-second clip. It's fine. Yeah, you could yeah. use a laugh. We could use a laugh. That that mixed with Madonna's son dancing, uh, just just
0: took t- me the away. Two
1: celebrity front runners for like tone-deaf, well-intentioned posts. <laughs> um, which Maybe we'll make that a, a regular segment, you know, next year, like you know, Tone Deaf uh, celebrity post of the week. <laughs> that is true. Though, you know, have you seen that most uh, of the larger superstar NBA players aren't really saying anything, which is rather interesting, but mm, I think a lot it is cool to see a lot of the NBA players, uh Jalen Brown, Trey Young, a couple of these young guys doing Jaylen this. Jalen so Brown, Jalen Brown was cool. my uh well, I don't want to say favorite because this isn't a competition. You do like Jalen. You do like Jalen. Um, but uh, just very cool drive down from Boston. That's like a 15-hour drive. Um, and lead marches and peaceful protests in the community he grew up in, a community he's very involved in. And um, it was just, you know, it's very encouraging. He's always yeah. been kind of a guy who's a little more socially conscious, and a little more aware. Um it was like weird listening to him talking. You're like, wait, this kid's like 19. I mean, he's 23 now, but like when he was like 19, like 20, I was like, he sounds so much more mature than any of my friends sounded at that age. Yep. And I, I, I do think it is, it is good too. Like I, I saw Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, you know how it goes in the South with those, right. with those guys, those guys coming out and tweeting, um, tweeting things about this. And I'm like, Oh man, like that, that's cool. I think that's, that's a good thing for the future. I mean, these guys are like 20, right? So this is like the next generation of people. Um, you don't really yeah, see. I mean, I think, I, I think everyone's kind of, uh, it's reached a boiling point. Yeah. I absolutely, you know, the pandemic is certainly a factor in it too. It's like yep. everyone's locked inside and yep. um, just seeing something like that when like you have no control of your life just kind of pushes people over the edge something that's been simmering for a long time and something that this country's probably should have dealt with a long time ago. Um, it's a good way to put it. But, you know, it with it, you hope it goes well. There's one last thing I really want to bring up, which is, you know, I, I support the peaceful protesters. Like with all protests, it gets co-opted by people with bad intentions who are looking to just kind of, you know, break stuff and cause anarchy and where that really breaks my heart is it's the same thing as with the pandemic where, okay, so you break Nordstrom's doors. Nordstrom's going to be fine. You know, who's not going to be fine. The mom and pop shop whose property you destroy. They don't have the financial capital to, you know, have their insurance pay them out and everything to be okay there. And uh that's really where i just hope if you're protesting you see people um getting out of line you become aware you know a lot of these small business owners this is all they have this is their livelihood they're pillars of the community and it's not cool like you, you yep. know you yep. need to the same way we were saying with the pandemic you know if you're going to eat out support the local taqueria, local Chipotle Chinese will be food. okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Chipotle will be around. Ruth Chris Steakhouse will be around. <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to think of chains. You know, McDonald's will be around, whatever. Yep. But uh, but those little mom pop shops that make neighborhoods special, they don't. They can't just hang it. You know. Yeah. So, nope. so that that's a great call. Yeah, support the small business chains. If you see people just, I'm with you, man. There's just there's just people kind of trying to take advantage of what's going on. You know, fuck that. No, don't don't let them do that if you're out there. Don't let them don't let them don't, do them do that, them muddy the, don't let them yeah. muddle the uh the message here, which is ultimately you know equality, justice, and all good things. Stuff that everything stuff that people can get in line with. All right, man. All right. Uh, with oh. that said, we will awkward transition. Actually, no. This is where Ben needs to drop in David Guetta's "I Have a Dream" drop because now it's time to get to light years.
0: Go even both. We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm assuming if you listen to this, you have somewhat of a similar sense of humor. I, I have to. What I have to do is I gotta actually get the song and send it to Sam so he can just play it in his house repeatedly. <laughs> essentially essentially it's rave like underground rave music, it's deep house. So it's 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 stuff that you'll probably love. Just turn the lights on, little disco. With the lights Just making the my morning, run. my morning alarm. that I have, have a dream speech with oh, uh, with deep house underneath it. And so, a drop. So, some people said that people do the I have a dream remix. I personally have never heard it, I, I haven't uh, either. Um, it's not it's my forte, much. yeah. So. It's the, well, it's it's a little much. It's like, uh, you could do you could do without the uh, <laughs> you could do without it, but uh, entertaining nonetheless. Um, what are we talking about this week, Sam? What, what so, do we have in store? So, I wanted to do a big We Believe thing because uh, MS or NBC's uh, Bay Area has been airing We Believe games this week, uh, this last like week and a half, which has been awesome. Because I- I'm not saying I don't like watching 2016 versus OKC, but I've seen it 22 times since <laughs> the pandemic started, so it's just nice to see other Warrior games. Um, <laughs> but actually, I wanted to before we get to We Believe, um, yeah. did you read? tim kawakami's piece today right yeah uh he got ron adams in there and Uh-oh. i just want to touch on this real quick uh ron adams bullish on wiggins calls him wigs <laughs> your thoughts on that calls him wigs i <laughs> mean this is uh, kerr is such a bochey wannabe like calling boget bogues and just like just reminds me of like Bochi with all his nicknames and just like Dude, the guy has, like, a one-syllable name. Why does he need a nickname? <laughs> yeah, Wiggins, like, two. Um, I, actually, I thought it was uh, the way he – he. I, I felt like he showered Wiggins with praise. Uh, when, a little bit of the royal you, jelly. I, I don't know, like, what that was about. You, you read what he said about D'Lo, like, what Rod Adams said about Delo? Like, kind of just like – uh, right? That was him trying to be very polite. Yep. But my, my impression was he was not a fan. Of just DeLo's mentality, yep. I'm not surprised. I actually think Wigan or sorry, Ron Adams and Kerr see Wiggins as a guy with the skill set to fit what they want to do, and they're very confident that like we get Steph, we get Clay, Draymond, we get the culture going, we can bring the most out of him. What the most is, you know, you and I can debate, but they feel like they can make him a functional player. You know, coaches don't care how much a guy gets paid; they're not looking at him and be like, well, actually, he's only. He's only producing at a sixteen million dollars level, you know. Like they don't, coaches don't think like that, right? Mori does. Okay, so I I say that because, uh, he yeah you, we know like kind of behind the scenes, Ron Adams not a fan of D'Lo. We know that really not a fan of D'Lo, and kind of tell why he play, guy plays no defense, bit of wall hog. Wiggins, it really like he came out there, he really. Like was all about Andrew Wiggins in terms of kind of he can do it all. He even said he could shoot, right? A little bit of a, a hitch, maybe. He kind he he, right? he basically said when DeLo's form is right, he can shoot, which is not necessarily inaccurate, but it's probably true of most players. Maybe know? won't maybe won't change, but like the thing is, I thought I thought it was cool. I, I thought it told me that um, that Wiggins is probably going to be pretty good in this system. Next season. They are not been, lying. Been, they are not lying. I right? thought he was pretty good in the system next to nobody last year. So, um, and we saw a whopping one game with staff one game and you know, a lot, of open, I go, I mean, I lot go, of open shots. I go back and forth on what his ceiling is, but he's absolutely capable of being part of an elite defense. Is he going to be like, no, he's not going to be Draymond or clay, but he doesn't need to be. He needs to be a guy who plays his role in the defense. And then offensively, you know, no, he's not going to be Steph, but he doesn't need to be. He needs to be a guy who can take advantage of the shots he gets. Can he be better than who we just talked about, Jalen Brown? Because I think uh, they're similar-ish players, ish. They're similar. You know what? But, like, would Wiggins be Jalen Brown if he was – mm, would would Wiggins be Jalen Drafted to Boston or the Warriors or the Spurs or one of the places where you have the infrastructure in place to bring the best out of them. So okay. they're the, that's where they're banking on. So they're they're banking on that they are going to be the Celtics essentially, but better, right? Because they have Steph Clay, and Draymond, and he essentially evolves into something like. A, my thing is, if he becomes, becomes Jalen Brown, yeah. they're, a top, they're in yep, the economy. three best teams because Jalen Brown is, I think, a top 10 wing already. Like, if you run down the wings, uh-huh. it's, everyone wants it. two-way wings. This is kind of why Wiggins is worth the gamble, because you start realizing there's not a lot of two-way wings, period. <laughs> like, I mean, Cle- let's run th- – how many two-way wings really gonna average over 15 points a game? Not even 20, 15. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, right? Kevin Durant. Weekend. Uh-huh. Clay Thompson. Uh-huh. Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Tatum, Jalen Brown. I'm at eight. I mean, Pascal Siakam does that really? I mean, they're he's like not LeBron. a wing. Though. Yeah, LeBron's not playing defense. I guess he's. he's <laughs> LeBron's also. LeBron's also just a. Fours primary. don't count. You're saying fours don't count. Fours don't LeBron's count. LeBron's a primary ball handler. I'm talking about like legit guys who operate as wings off ball and then can do stuff like like, like a proper wing. You know, because like, yeah, if I want to bring Harden and Luca and those guys into this conversation, it's a different thing. But yeah, right. It's hard to find those wings who don't need to dominate the ball, can still get you 15 to 20 points efficiently, and then can play some really impactful multi-positional defense. There's not a lot of them out there. So my point is, even if Wiggins is... I mean, I don't think he'll be as good as Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's 23 and really coming into his own. At this point, Wiggins is 25, and we're hoping he becomes like Jalen Brown of last year, right? Um, Yes, yes, yes. But how about for the next couple of seasons? True. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, right. The the, the broader point is, you know, you want to buy Jalen Brown's stock because he's this good at 23. It's only going up. Wiggins, we're hoping to get to this yeah i mean to me and, and i say that because to me coming in as an nba player i wasn't a fan of either wiggins that Was back when i actually watched college hoops wasn't a fan of Jalen brown wasn't a fan of andrew wiggins just because i never felt like they could create their own shot i still don't feel like either guy could really create No, their they own can't shot. but the system creates shots for them. It, it doesn't matter right it, it doesn't matter right especially for 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 andrew wiggins i think more so than Jalen brown i think the celtics you know kemba and and, and jason tatum uh, they're not they're not Stephen clay in terms of offense. So I think life is going to be No, but they also got year. Gordon Hayward. They got smart. They got, they got they got a bunch of you know. Hey, 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 smart's going to be a warrior. Don't worry about him. He's not That's true. That's true. <laughs> um my my point is um you're right. Neither of them have great handles. Um so, which is why I would never pick one of them to be kind of the guy you build your offense around. But it's hard to find it's hard to find wings who can do everything else. And it's a worthwhile gamble. At least I hope it's a worthwhile gamble because if it doesn't work out, that's a toxic contract they'll never be able to get out of, and they've just ruined the rest of Steph's prime. So, you know. Yep. No, that makes Ho- sense. Hopefully we don't have to get into the negativity next year. We're trying to keep the, the positive juices going. I, I, I'm i with Ron Adams, man. The more I think about it, the more we get into month three, four. Uh- of this thing. I am now all in uh, on Andrew Wiggins, uh, Ron Adams. I do feel like warriors fans love more than uh, Steve Curry Just cause he's not in the, he's not in the, uh, not in the picture as much. He's, he's just a love. When guy. have you ever heard a negative Ron Adams story? All <laughs> like you hear about is Thompson. him helping players, right? <laughs> yeah, all you hear about is like, Oh, he was really big for helping Steph learn how to play defense. Or he's really big for, Helping Harrison Barnes or Claire Draymond. You never hear about like, oh man, Ron Adams destroyed Festus's confidence. Nope. <laughs> nope. So he he's the clay of the coaching staff. Um, I think what he says uh bodes well. Um, and I do think that it was actual praise. Um, and he really one, does believe that one last play. Wiggins question for you. What would you be happy with from him next year? Like, give me give me some sort of baseline, it could be numbers, can be play, can be any any way to like I'm, I'm trying to decipher what would you consider success i think i think the for baseline. me yep i think for me success is anything above 36 percent from three because i think he's going to shoot a fair amount so above 36 37 percent from three um and then above average wing defense uh, he's not gonna play the four above average wing defense guarding one two and three um kind of like what clay was um Clay's right. never been elite elite but he's been above average Clay's been uh, he excellent. might be elite he Easy yeah. might be lead the last couple of years, but like before that, right? Um, and then uh, they uh, showered Clay defensive praise before he was truly. Yes. Dude. yes. They um and they might be doing that with Wiggins too, and it might work. Um here's my thing for Wiggins. I need him to give us between 15 and 20 points efficiently. I don't need him to be a three-point shooter as much as a guy who gets a, a couple spot ups, a couple cuts creates a couple shots, gets to the line a few times, does it in like a variety of ways, right? Um, I need him to continue improving as a passer. He averaged four assists for the Warriors. I think he can average four assists for the Warriors next year. That's something Harrison Barnes could never do, and that's why Harrison Barnes' role could never grow with the Warriors because he had no ability to to create. Now, Wiggins is borderline creating, but he's just a quicker (laughs) athlete. Than Harrison Barnes, so maybe he can do a little more. And then the defense needs to be whatever his peak is. Like we saw him play good defense; we know he's capable of it. So honestly, as long as he's defending well and playing within the system, I'll be happy. Uh, I can actually one more thing. Uh, I do still see comparisons to with Harry B. Just not the same. We haven't talked about him playing the four or rebounding, right? Or guarding bigs. We don't expect that from yeah, Wiggins. It's a, it's we like don't. oh he's oh he's not Kevin Durant, so he's Harry B. It's like, no, there's a lot of other types of wings he could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean they, there, are similar, there are some similarities. There are some similarities. I think is, Barnes is objectively a better shooter. He's just a better spot up player. Yes. Um, but Barnes is dribbling off his foot. Wiggins can get to Barnes the rim is also don't. just a lot bigger. Barnes is Barnes, by the way, was not really good at guarding point guards. He always was a little too slow for like the John Wall, yes, Westbrook yes. types. Uh, Wiggins is the opposite. I think he's actually better on quick guards and he struggles with um, yep. Yep. fours. So I think Clay coming off the ACL, you might see Clay checking Kawhi, but Wiggins checking Lou Will, like that type of thing. You'll see Wiggins on the smaller, quicker guard. But Clay on the kind of bigger, like more grown man type of guy, and let's not forget Clay did a damn good job on Kawhi. That's yeah. the thing about Clay, right? Like with the NBA getting so small, the guy was guarding one to four. Um, you know, not as good as Draymond, who's guarding one to five. But the guy was guarding one to four. I mean, he's, woo. Clay's huge. Clay's <laughs> Clay's got some. Uh... Oh, she said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move this to We Believe. A, so it's our transition. We, We're talking about just wings and, you know, watching all these, we believe games, one, it brings back nostalgia, right? But two, don't you feel like when you watch it in 2020, you kind of watch it with a different lens than kind of like how heightened emotional you were as a student in 2007? i was out of my mind i was in high school right right i was out of my every game it was i was it was like the happiest honestly it was the happiest i ever been it was like we were talking about our premium podcast that the, the the 20 the 2000s were so freaking bad for bay area sports sports fans awful yeah <laughs> i think I it was mean, just it's just like for, for as good as the tens have been for the bay with the giants titles the warriors titles the niners two almost titles all that stuff um I mean, I think we believe was like the only playoff appearance for a parent All we got, all we got. So, so it is. So I'm with you because Hopefully the, the 20s aren't like that. <laughs> don't, don't. No, there's there's enough. There's enough. Farhan's banning the Giants. Hey, MLB they'll, draft. They'll coming be good up, by within the two years. Yeah. yeah, they'll be. They'll be great. They'll be amazing. Um, actually, you know what, Sam? Before we before we move along with the uh, with the we believe stuff. Uh, bet online. So, there is no shortage of action going on at our, at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back. NASCAR is back. And Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. You can participate in $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tourney you can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright. Craig Hodges, they're, just, they're discussing the MJ documentary and what they're calling the final dance. Um, so that's on live. Um, visit betonline.ag. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. Check out all the action. BetOnline, online, your online wagering solution. The more you win, the more you can donate. That's uh, that's the that's the goal. That's the goal for all Blue Wire light years listeners. All right, back to We Okay, so. I have a few takes from the games I was watching this weekend. Um, One, that was a modern team. It's funny how everyone called them small when it was Baron Davis, who's a big point guard and a bunch of six, seven, six, eight wings who could guard four positions, you know? So, they were, Mike, they were like they were like a decade ahead of that of time. Well, that's the other thing. We watched the uh, last dance and the bulls were like that. And then this team, and it's just funny that it took till the Warriors in 15 for like everyone to be like, okay, we need to stop playing Ike Diago at power forward and like put another wing on the floor, you know. It's oh, really... Did you just say Ike Diago? Ugh. But, but yeah, hey, he great my, po- he had great post moves, though. That's my point. Yeah, like teams were still playing Enos Cantor at the power forward. And it's just like, yeah, why would you do that? You know, go with four perimeter guys, at least three wings, and take advantage of the versatility. So I'm watching them and I'm going, uh, one, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes are kind of players that the NBA is getting rid of these days to a degree, because they were more playmakers than I remembered them being. Like nowadays, I uh, feel like if you're a wing, they just want you to spot. Uh, Unless you play in a system and Steven Jackson's one of those dudes who's not good enough to be a guy. You run out of high pick and roll 50 times a game, Okay, he's over, he's overqualified to stand in the, like you're not taking advantage of all his skills. If you just have him stand in the corner either, which is why he would actually be perfect for the Warriors. So he's like a tweener in terms of offensive playmaking. He's just an all around player. Who's not elite at any one thing, but above average at everything? So you're a big Niners fan. Right. I, we, we all fans know that. Um, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan is building an offense where they have nobody with an elite talent besides George Kittle, just the speed at tight end. And a. Nick Bosa. Well, on, on offense, on offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Nick Bosa, obviously elite. Um, well, like five guys on the defense, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> stack, stack. Javon's going to be a monster. Um, but it, it and maybe this is part of Kyle Shannon's ego, but I, when you say kind of what well, you're talking about, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, I, I think of kind of Debo Samuel, Kyle Youzcheck, Raheem Mostert, you know, even even Brian I, Brandon Iyuk, right? So he's like A theory, in theory, hopefully, yeah, but he's not. He's not going to be Julio. And um, it's like right, well, he's he's certainly not like Julio or Antonio or any of those. No, guys. no, and maybe like Jerry Judy would have been. They didn't want him. Um, they want guys who can do everything at like B plus A minus level, right? Like like good enough where they can. You know, you can do an end around with Debo or you can pass, you know, you could do like a wheel route to use check or, or stuff like that. Right. I, I think. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, basically it's if you want to take it back to basketball terms. OK, Danny Green is an awesome three and D player. Danny Green gets past the ball on the wing. If he's not shooting it, he's waiting for LeBron to get open to pass it back to. He's not going to do anything off the dribble. Steven Jackson's that dude is like, OK, I'm open on the wing. I'll take the shot. Oh, you're gonna close out on me? Okay, I'll, I'll dribble into a post move, or I'll drive and kick. Like he, there's no weakness there. It, it's it's more about having no weaknesses than having one elite strength. And I also tying it back to the current Warriors. I think this yep. is the difference between the Warriors and the Rockets. The yep. Rockets are all about specialization. They're like we want Covington, we want Tucker, we would love Danny Green, we want guys who are specialists, and then we want James Harden. And Westbrook to just have the ball, you know. You know, it's funny sometimes. Where, is... Whereas the Warriors just the Warriors want everyone to be able to do everything so that they can kind of scheme up ways to take advantage of you. It's funny because sometimes Warriors fans, myself personally included, sometimes want that rocket style where, right, if if you just get well, some it's guys frustrating in when Steph when yeah. you feel like Steph's just not involved enough, yeah, and you're like. Dude, why don't they just run on a high pick and roll thirty times in a row? <laughs> so yeah, but I the vision makes sense. The vision makes sense because Steve Kerr instilled that when he first uh, when he first started coaching the Warriors. I think it is end of the day the best way to go about running an offense, and we're only talking talking offense for now. But it is it it it, it is. But you know, the irony is to- they both 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 uh, both styles want the exact same thing defensively. So, but w- before we get to defense before, I want to I want to finish on on the we believe Stephen Jackson segment. I did get really annoyed back then watching Stephen Jackson on offense. Just cuz I he uh, turnover prone. I did never feel like he didn't consistently make the right decisions, right? Just not a good enough shooter either. Um right. a lot of mid-range jump shots, a lot of pull-up bad decisions, especially in fast break. Uh, but you can't argue with the fact that guy was legitimately really good uh had a lot of a lot of talent um and I think he kind of nailed on a lot of it and uh what's your take though cuz you bring up Stephen Jackson for a reason um, Well I have, I have a few questions here um we'll start with Stephen Jackson one I think Steve Kerr would love Stephen Jackson you think so I think I think Stephen Jackson's actually who he wants at small forward Maybe okay he wants Kevin Durant and if not Kevin Durant, he wants Kawhi Leonard or not. He but, wants Giannis. I th- but I, but I think well, he's a power forward or center. But um, I think he would rather have a Stephen Jackson type who can do everything, who's maybe prone to some bad mid-range shots, than okay. Danny Green or Robert Covington. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm getting down. Like, actually, I think he'd rather have Stephen Jackson than Harrison Barnes. Quite frankly, I think he'd rather have the guy he knows. If they close hard, he can do something with the ball and make a decision. Then the guy who, okay, if they're closing, I'm like pivoting and trying to pass to someone, and I can't really create anything off the dribble, and this isn't my game. Does he want Steven Jackson the person? I think so. I mean, the Spurs weren't they teammates? Wasn't he on the 2003 Spurs team? Just Steve Kerr doesn't. You know, he he likes Draymond, but it's not like he. Drafted Draymond. I, I think he's no. I disagree. I think Kerr is down with dudes who compete like that. I think Kerr is much uh, more. Let me put it this way. Kerr is more into dealing with a temperamental personality who competes their ass off than like like Ru- <laughs> Then like D'Angelo Russell, who you have to like push to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I mean, obviously you want, like what what coaches really want is Clay Thompson, who you don't have to say a (laughs) word to, who you don't say a word to, and they just like run around like, you know, dogs pretty much. Yeah, um, that actually that's besides the point. I was just curious, you know, with with Steve, with Steve, you never know. But, um, your question about Steven Jackson on today's Warriors. Yeah, probably the best wing that they've had, that they will have outside of Kevin Durant, um, uh, is he better than Harrison Barnes? Yes. Is he a better fit though? I'm I not sure that I'm not sure. I, just not, not on those two teams, not on that championship winning team. Well, and that, that okay. Win I guess, team. I guess that's more of an Iguodala thing because he's less comfortable sliding to the four than Barnes was. Yeah. Cause I and don't, when you have the Iguodala, fit. you want him to slide to the four. And I, and I don't, and I don't see the fit just off of the fact and, and I said this to you uh, while we were texting, but I don't see the fit offensively to where, steph and claire coming into their own I, it, essentially Stephen jackson is oversized jared jack to me too much dribbling too much ball in Stephen jackson's hands and i don't think steph and claire are players that are going to say hey stack jack you think steph is going up to stack jack and say hey give me the rock i see i disagree i, I doubt think stack that. jack would love playing with them because he would find them he I would love a, playing with them but i don't I know think if he would love passing it that much enough no i enough, th- i think enough. i think i think he would i think he would um because I think he'd see the seven, eight assists and get all excited. <laughs> uh that that's true too. I, I, I see I see a little too much me in that game. Um, and just not enough like Igadala, I've never seen him make a bad decision, right? Like Harrison Barnes doesn't make a bad decision because he doesn't have to make decisions on that team. Right. He, um, he simplifies his role. So um, I think on that team, maybe, but maybe sixteen, you think like the, 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 after the difference leaves, is it's worth say, the the difference that's worth saying with Steven Jackson is on the We Believe team, he was asked to be a primary scorer. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's probably better suited as like the third scorer who's getting like 15 to 17 a game and playing, you know, like more like he's getting 15 and five instead of trying to get 25 points, you know? Okay, so so I think 14, 15, 15, 16, Barnes is better. But after that, you say is going downhill, Draymond's going downhill offensively. No KD, Harry yeah, B's gone. Obviously, no KD. Then, then, then I think Stack Jack is 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 a better. It's probably the best fit there, right? Like because because now you he need fits someone that um, you know, he fits almost instead what we of, hope Wiggins will be to a degree, which is like that sort of wing who can do a little bit of everything. They're not a star, but they're not a, just a spot up defender either. Too the um the other you know, guy. I, I don't think, I don't think Steven Jackson goes six for 32 from game five to game seven. That's all I'm saying. I just, I think he's, I don't think Steven Jackson wow. gets shook in those moments. So that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So that, that's the other thing. So maybe don't, they don't win 73 games. Can you imagine stack and Draymond in the locker room together? Be hilarious actually, but a lot more implosion quality uh, with that team. But yes, that is a tough like Steph, Clay, Draymond, already mentally tough,
0: but Harry, mm, like you
1: said, five for thirty-two, yeah. But he just, you can see he's kind of not ready for that. Probably never will be. He Stack was. Jack always seemed like he was ready. Always, yeah. he got under Dirk. He essentially got Dirk rattled. I mean, I'll play him, but like, had Dirk rattled, um, and had that team go down six, or losing six uh, as the one seed. So uh, that that's someone that's someone that uh, I think in that three, one series, Steven Jackson would have been perfect. Yeah. So let's go back to the, we believe team itself. So I think we have to actually talk about the team. So Baron at the point guard, um, what's prime Baron in the NBA today is, this, is he, is he's pretty much, I mean, he's, when I think of a point guard, I think like, I always think pure point guard is a dumb, dumb distinction. But when I think of pure point guard, I think Baron Davis, I think Chris Paul, right? I was going to say, that's all I can really think of, but I, mean, like, I can think of young, a lot of other guys, but young like, Chris Paul though, young, like young Chris Paul is explosive. You remember him? Yeah. Or like, like, like that's, I think of him, uh, but keep going. Cause prime BD is one of my favorite players. Top three player of all time for me. Yeah. My and favorite. BD was, BD was big. He could guard both guard spots. Um, And like Chris Paul, not as efficient a shooter, but he's one of those guys who is more comfortable. Like if he had his way about it, he'd rather just score on the flow and rack up assists, and everyone else going. But if his team needed him to, he gets, he'll get you 25 or 30, you know? Like he, he's not, here's an example of the opposite. The opposite is Ricky Rubio or Rajon Rondo, who are great passers. But if you force them to be scores, Draymond Green, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not their role. So um, prime BD uh, also a little cross for me uh, with Dwayne Wade, uh, just in yeah. terms of the the explosiveness, the slashing. Uh, like maybe not like a flashy ball handler or something like that, but like also he, turn, he never turned it over. Nope. I mean, he had a nope. he like. As low a turnover rate as you can hope for a point he guard handle so. was super tight, also underrated defender just because nobody gives a shit about point guard defense. But the guy, like, really could play defense. Um, and it's like not that he's under like Chris Paul's undersized, so he could be a great defender, but he's also small. Uh, BD's big. Um, it's just God, solid 6'3, 220. Yeah, I mean, he's BD's great. He's just the best. Jay Rich, warrior legend, um, excellent player, could shoot, could slash. Uh, just one tier below being like a consistent all-star, but like good for, you know, high teens, 20 points a night. He uh, could, found guard, yeah, could guard multiple player positions. Always found aware that he could shoot, despite the fact that he was like an all-time dunker. Um, right, right, all-star. yeah. It's like weird. Um, we, we talked about Steven Jackson. Al Harrington's the one that's funny to me. Al Harrington was, I think Don Nelson said Al Harrington was the guy he thought could be a st- he, the one guy he thought he could make a star, but just didn't work out. Uh, because Harrington could shoot the hell out of the ball and he could defend. He was 6'9, six, 6'9 nine, six, nine power forward with athleticism who could hit 40% from three consistently and guard multiple positions. Like, that's a pretty good place to start from, but he was always a little too inconsistent, didn't rebound enough. Yeah. I mean, to me, it kind of tells me like, not everyone's Draymond. Right, not not right. everyone's that that type of guy that can rebound. of Draymond's like six five. <laughs> well, he says he's six six or six seven, but he's like six five and just a monster rebounder defender. Um, Al Harrington though, I could not understand a player like that growing up just because, like you said, undersized played the four, sometimes even the five. He played a lot of five for the Warriors. Just yeah, he wasn't even that down. undersized. Like he's six nine. It's funny we thought he In was back, undersized, back, but yeah, yeah, he was undersized back, back then. Yeah. Now, you probably play the five, not full time, right? But like play a lot of five. And just the guy shot wasn't pretty either to me, uh, but just nasty. Just, just nasty. He Could do all things. Um, Also, have the weird thing on his head. Yeah. <laughs> he could never tell. Could never tell what that thing was uh, on his head. Okay. So you think that Al Harrington. And we're in, in today's NBA. He's better. He's better because he took. I'm looking at this. He took five threes a game for the Warriors, which is a lot back then. He might take eight today. He'd hit it at 39 to 40%. Ooh. I mean, you had a big man shooting at wow. that level. That's a uh, that's a big value added, particularly if they're not a defensive liability, which he wasn't. Uh, not a perfect defender. But, yeah, I was going to say. But uh, he's not Kevin Love. He's capable of playing defense. Who's the comp in today's NBA for him? That's tough, man. Yeah, because the bigs I can think of who can shoot, yeah, Brooks too big, and he can play a little bit of defense, and he's too too big. Like he's too slow. Well, He's just too big. He's he's a he's a legit seven foot. There's like I'm trying to think of a six nine guy who can shoot. Um, yeah, not not a lot of those. Siakam can't shoot, but he's better at basically everything else. (laughs) Um, at being a basketball player, hey, he's he's a he's a weird one, right? Like the Warriors had Maurice Spates. Um, Yeah, he's better than Mo though way better right because he's, he's an actual shooter um so mo could shoot but he's he, he can actually defend is the bigger thing al harrington is a uh is, is certainly an interesting uh Biedrins, interesting guy beedrons was the um quintessential rim running five rebounded his ass off um just under i mean not underrated that's just it's kind of white trope but <laughs> just an amazing athlete the center spot um, and then off the bench, like Matt Barnes, Monte, and Petrus. Yes. Okay. So let's go through them. Uh, who'd, you, who'd you say first? Matt Barnes, my favorite. Uh, Matt uh, Barnes is, Matt after Barnes is great. Yeah. Woo. He was the three and D wing before the three and D wing. And he not was, just that, he was a hell of woo. a passer. He was a hell of a passer. He just knew how to play basketball. Yep, guard every um, position. Another guy whose skill set is way more valued today than it was back then. Like back then, they're like, well, he's not like, he's just a guy. And I'm like, I don't know. Six, seven take- guy who can guard four positions, can make plays for others, and can hit an occasional open shot sounds pretty fucking valuable to me. We do not give enough credit, especially back then for the IQ of that we believe. I think a lot of times just because of who they look like. They, they just look like people that, that just didn't look like they knew how to play basketball, and you go down the such list because they're such a frenetic team. And we, in in two thousand seven, we associated IQ with slow it down Spurs basketball. Yeah, or just I mean, all, and honestly, I mean, like people look at Al Harrington and Stephen Jackson and right, right. right, Matt Barnes, and they're just like, uh, but like those guys were like you just said, you just it hit me like these guys were smart as hell, smart as leveraging the- three to four assists, yep. which. Isn't the best metric, but to take it back to Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes could never average that because he's not capable. Yeah, Harrison he's not is capable smart. of he's making smart, a read, smart. but not yeah, not basketball smart, right? There's differences. Um and these I mean Matt Barnes. Man, just that a, was it my just takes guy. mental speed to make reads at that speed at that pace, basically, is what it comes down to. Matt Barnes won a championship with the current iteration of the Warriors. Um, that's how the way he will not fight. will not accept his ring, which I think is hilarious because he was actually really valuable yeah. on that team. Yeah. He he superseded McCaw and like he was he He's was very key. yeah he very quickly got into the rotation because he was a high IQ vet who knew exactly how to fill a role. Yeah, ticket take the ring what what are we doing here matt barnes deserve the ring get the fucking ring if jimmy garoppolo has two rings with the patriots take your fucking ring that's my jimmy g drop every podcast i do one uh (laughs) there there it is this week all right next one uh well we also got monte monte at that point was more of just your uh score off the bench yeah yeah Um, Um, but but perfect every it'd be nice how nice would it be to have young monte off the bench here uh, just to give you 15 points in 20 minutes. M.T., a yes. uh, friend of the guest, M.T., uh, always talks about the Warriors needing an off-the-bench spark, and Monte is the guy. Right. Yeah, was that guy. I mean, he's so quick. And then Petrus is hilarious because he actually is a 3-and-D wing. Um, oh. And he was always the most frustrating player on this team because it was always like, but everyone else can make that extra pass, and you look confused. And- Athleticism. Yeah, Thighs. stepping, step, stepping oh. out of bounds. That was he was the master. I, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that you know we didn't know each other, but we bonded subconsciously <laughs> through the fact that Michael Petrus was the king of the pump fake and take a step backwards out of bounds or travel before he gets to the rim. It's just the such match. a frustrating player. He no, was frustrating. No. Were no, it's, <laughs> anyway. Um, so here's my question for you. Two thousand seven, we believe we've talked through all these players. We know them pretty well. We just watched them again this weekend. How good would they be in 2020? Let's put them in let's put them in the 2020 Western Conference. You wanna go first? I, I'm gonna start with this. I think we both admit they're not beating either LA team. No. Okay. No. So with that said, so they're not a top two team in the West. What about Denver or Utah? How Houston, do they match? Are you, throwing, up? are you throwing Houston in there though? I'm getting to Houston after that. Yeah, because my so okay, so let me answer. So no neither LA team, just just because I think AD is too big, and then you've got the two wings and in And LeBron, the, and then and then obviously Kawhi and PG. And I they, forgot they, about they, I forgot about LeBron. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree with the LA. Uh okay, so I'm struggling with Houston because that's who I think that they'll have a great series against. I actually think they'll beat Utah and Denver. Um, I think they'll beat both. I think there's there's too much toughness that you don't really see in today's NBA like that, especially in a playoff atmosphere. Saw we did that they did to Dallas. Um, I think they – I mean, like, I think Don Nelson would run Rudy Gobert off the floor. I guess Jokic is my concern, but I think they'll manage, right? They'll manage enough. Gobert, I'm with you. Like like with the current day Warriors let's, how they run. Let's do Utah the first. Yeah. They'll get Gobert off the floor, and it then turns into a uh mm-hmm. wing wing fast. And I kind of like We Believe's chances there. Um you also have a BD good point. And Donnie Mitchell. Denver. Jokic would be a problem. Yeah. Because Jokic doesn't get run off the floor. Jokic just goes at his own pace and does what he wants. He might average 40 points. And I think Nelly <laughs> he, no, but but here's the thing. I think Nelly's like, fuck it. Like, right? Like, oh, yeah, like, you're right. Nelly's, Nelly's strategy would be I'd rather Jokic score 50 than get 15 assists. Just and that's the right way right. to play him, by the way. Let Jokic. I don't think Jokic wants to score 40, 50. I don't think he has mm-hmm. it in him to do that for a series. Uh, but if you start taking away all of his options for passing, it's going to get frustrating for him. Yeah. Jamal Murray, not like at not best. Not Mr. Consistent. He's, he's, yep. when he's on, he's nice, but. Right, right, and then Gary Harris. He's good Harris. for a one game of series. Yeah, Gary Harris. Like, who are these other guys that Gary the, Harris that the does weep? not shoot it enough? Like, Gary Harris is annoying because he doesn't shoot it enough. <laughs> it sounds like a guy who hasn't won his fantasy team. Um, because I know, the, I know yes. the pain. I know <laughs> the pain. Um, just I don't see enough quality players in a playoff series. Um, I, I think this Warriors team is built a little bit for the postseason. Uh, as compared You're to Utah, we believe. Like, yes, yes. Uh, as compared to, uh, Utah and Denver. I think the issue is, I think it would be a fun series with the Houston Rockets. I agree. That's a that's an interesting matchup because, um, I'm just thinking about it. Okay, so BD is tailor made to guard Westbrook or Harden. Yes, from a guard perspective, he's. At, I don't know if he's as strong as Harden, but he's pretty damn close, um, and he's disciplined enough to not reach nonstop, and he can hang with Westbrook um steven jackson and matt barnes are also excellent matchups on harden neither one of them are overly aggressive fouling uh Mikel petrus would be 10 free throw attempts for <laughs> harden very quickly that one's it's not even a that's not even a question petrus okay. nelly would nelly would um he might play him. petrus 15 minutes in game one and he'd play him four minutes in game two might kill yeah. him um, Same with Monte. Actually, if there's an if there's a case for the Rockets to be made, it's that Nelly would get super annoyed with those two and go to a, like a five or six man rotation. Well, you know, yes, yes, and I, and I do think Houston wins the series, and I do think they win because I just looking back on the way the Warriors played and how they fed off energy. Can you imagine? Just imagine this: James Harden draws two quick fouls on Stephen Jackson, just complete bullshit within the first oh, five minutes. Yeah. Right, like Stack Jack's getting kicked out. All this stuff, like all the yeah. There's stuff. at least one game in the series where like multiple war goons get ejected. Yep. So. And you remember the clapping stuff? Remember, yeah. remember the, like, <laughs> like, like all that, like just great stuff, like great stuff. But also great because they won, right? Like really cool because they won. But it's cool if you get ejected and you come back and win the next two. You know, yeah. It's yeah. it's less cool if you lose the series. And and Houston's pretty damn good. Like James Harden is is probably like. Like he's not going to shit the bet like Dirk. I mean, James Harden shits the bet. but like not the way that that Dirk did in that by the, series. By the way, wow, like wow the uh, the listeners won't be able to see it, but uh, oh, but Sam has a the, maybe. Wow, or, uh, wow. Maybe. Oh, he was he had a picture going too. Oh man, that is a uh, love love BD. Um, we'll br- we'll bring it back up. Here you go, <laughs> go yeah, We got the BD jersey. We believe talk time. Look at that. Look at that. It's beautiful. Um, I, 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 I do think Houston wins. I do think Houston wins the series, but it's six minimum, right? Yeah, it is. And and, and can you imagine the two teams playing each other? Just the pace, like the pace is going to be ridic- just I, I don't, you know, Houston kind of slows it down, but it's just it's just be a fun. Well, game. I think the Warriors are. Mo- so here's what I, here's my interesting thing. Um, both Russ and Baron are somewhat similar in the fact that they want to create chaos of pace. Um, but Baron's way more disciplined baron, baron Baron didn't have 10 turnover games. yep I mean better shooter. Um, he also right. didn't have 50 point games on the regular either. so yeah yeah it's just two different styles of the way to play the game. But, I, uh, I I think it's fascinating because also think about it from a coaching perspective. Think about Nelly versus D'Antoni. Just the, both guys are willing to do whatever, whatever it takes. I, I think, dude. Steve dude oh, actually, like now that, that you're now that you're mentioning it, yeah. Game four, Eric Gordon versus Monte at center. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you, you're gonna have you get Monte trying to post up uh, Eric Gordon. Yeah, that be one. no. But ser- but seriously, they will do whatever it takes. By the time, like you said, game three or four rolls around, we've got. Like we've, we've legitimate, like Michael Petrus wouldn't surprise me if he's starting at the five, like would it it's sur- because Robert Covington is starting at the five. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the, both guys, D'Antoni and Nelly are doing like, that would be an incredible series. I think Houston probably wins in six or seven, but um, uh, you, some fireworks. Sarunas, uh Yes. Tlenis. Yes. Kev- yes, Kev- <laughs> yes Kev- oh man. It, yeah. Was he on that team? He was. He didn't Great play shooter. much. Great shooter. Great shooter. <laughs> I just, I don't um, know what else he could do, but. All right, so let's go back to a we believe team, because in my opinion, they were a 50-win team. Um, as everyone knows, they got Steven Jackson and Al Harrington midseason trade. And they ended the season 16-5, and and they would have probably had a longer run if Barron hadn't got hurt. Like, they traded for them, and Barron immediately got hurt. So the following year, they won 48 games, and they went 0-6 to start the season without Steven Jackson. So, to, in my opinion, they were probably a 50-55 to win team if they you know, had a healthy year together at some point. Um, We think they're, what, a mid-tier Western Conference playoff team then in 2020? Four, well, may, in seeding, maybe a little bit lower than three or four, but I think in terms of how good they are in the playoffs, I think they are like the third or fourth best team in the West. Outside of a healthy Warriors, I think they're better than Portland, right? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. no, no, I agree with you. I mean, Portland's on the yeah. playoffs, so um, <laughs> yeah, right. no, I, I, I mean, I do think, that. I do think actually, but they're in that um, Houston, Denver, Utah range of competing. Maybe they can't get over them. Maybe they're a little below that, but I think that's about right. I think that was yeah. an excellent team. Maybe it, uh, maybe short lived. Maybe the ceiling wasn't as high. Like the ceiling was what they got to. Second round, right? It it did um, it did feel like it took a lot out of that team to play the way they did. You you just you can't really sustainably play that way, mm-hmm. just season after season. It did feel like that to me. It, it just it felt like too much um on offense and defense. And I think some of that goes back to Nelly, who's a genius and concoct and like made that team the way it was. But you just he's not he's not he's 82. not got to pace the, ga- pass the no. game pace the game no i mean look at d'antoni right we
0: we, we talk very about similar D'Antoni all they're the time. same
1: they're the same they're the same person they're geniuses they're never going to have bad teams uh they're always going to overachieve with their team but they're they're also they lack that last year yeah uh, because um, it, we can't, i mean steve Kerr's kind of the opposite where they just always have gas but, but anyway we talk enough steve Kerr. all right one la- a couple last questions here or one last thing to have fun with we believe if Steph is the point guard instead of Baron, how good are they? So all we're doing is swapping 2016 2017 staff for Baron Davis. Yeah, I mean I mean I think 15 or 19 Steph are all great. Um you can stop swap any of them um sure. with B D. Um better? Yes, they're Don- better. well they're better, they're better, but your question was, do they win a championship, right? How, no, my my, my question oh, is, how no. good are they? How good oh, are how, they? Go, how good are they? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do they get to, can I, well, they beat Houston. They beat Houston. Man, I think they're a contender, right? I think they're a contender. I, th- I think they're a finals contender. Do they win? What? I don't know. I don't know if they win, but I, I also think this, I do I also, like the way Steph looks next to Jay Rich, Stack Jack, Matt Barnes. I like the way he looks next to Nelly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine that can you imagine mm-hmm. the numbers like give me a number give me a number that you think he averages just points 35 30 minimum. Yeah, right just minimum just easy 30 points on high. just nobody's as efficient as steph ever so uh i i think he 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 will have numbers the way that people say they want they'll they'll find other critiques but like he'll have absurd numbers um we talk about Stephen goons that's stephan goons right yeah steph, that's Stephen goons <laughs> Right. Just,
0: just, it's an excellent team. Just a, um, a,
1: a team full of goons protecting Steph that just he just keeps railing threes. What if you replace Baron and Jay Rich with Steph and Clay? Yeah. It's a championship team. I think that's a championship team. That's, I think, I think they win a title at least. Um, and then missing Draymond is tough just because I don't know if there's enough defense. Yeah. I kind of feel right? like the defense is a little too lacking. Right. Here's, a, here's, here's my final thing. All right, you're getting rid of Baron, Jay Rich, and Al Harrington for the Warriors three. So what we're talking about is essentially you have Steph, Clay, Stack Jack, Matt Barnes, Draymond, with Biedrins and Monte off the bench. Well, you're putting all those guys in their prime, essentially. Um, yes. So... So, and, and I like, like, we've, we've reached this point of quarantine. Yes, we have. Also, I do also think they win a championship, by the way. I think the way you you're asking these questions is a way to kind of say that's how special Steph Clay and Draymond are together where, you know, Steph by himself. Great. I don't know if they win a title. Steph with Clay. I do, but maybe not. Steph Clay and Draymond, you put them together to me. They win a title. I just think they're, it's like a perfect, it's just a perfect, Team I Actually, the way general, I look right? at it is more, it speaks to, we believe, having a lot of winning players that people might have, like, everyone loved to play the underdog angle with them for the obvious reasons, that they overlooked the fact that, like, these are all dudes everyone wants in 2020. Everyone's looking for Matt Barnes. Everyone's looking for Steven Jackson, Al Harrington, Jason, like, these wings who can guard multiple positions. So... That's Al Harrington is probably getting a $30 million contract, right? Right. You know, I mean, That's I meant $30 million, maybe over two or three years. (laughs) You're right. You're right. No, but you're right. If Andrew fucking Wiggins is $31 million or whatever he is, uh, I think you make a great point. A lot of these guys, uh, it's sometimes you watch a lot of those teams and you're like, I mean, maybe you look at that Mavs series and you look at a couple of those guys and you're like, I don't know if that guy's playing in today's NBA. Right, he don't, like right. he doesn't play defense or like, like, like Steve Kerr, for example, like he'll play in today's NBA, but like, I don't know if he's playing in the last second of a playoff game in today's NBA. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. So I, you're right. I mean, a lot of those, we believe players, they are, I mean, even Monte, even Peachers, even Peters, I think makes it on a roster in today's NBA. Oh, they all make it on a roster, but I'm just saying the core players on that team are core players on a lot of teams today. Steph, Clay, Draymond, you put those three on any team in the history of the NBA, they are winning a championship. I, I, I'm I, going to go with that. I think that's just facts. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Let's see what next week holds for us. It appears the NBA is going to agree to one of the 48 proposals they have. <laughs> um, I've lost count. You actually keep track, so I don't – what are we doing now? What, what is it? 86 Adam, teams included? Adam Silver's uh, – should we do a quick rant on Adam Silver? Just, just, every, just every tech company, it's like, <laughs> I have a new idea. So Adam Silver reminds me of the manager of VP that comes in the Slack channel and asks 40 different people with one question Hey, what do you guys want for lunch today? And nobody answers. Because nobody gives a shit. Everybody's like, it's like the broken windows theory. It's like, dude, somebody else is going to answer or the the free rider theory. It's like, nobody's going to answer it. Or you have six people arguing about nothing. And so uh, it just feels like that to me. It just, just pick one, dude. I I don't understand why they don't. Floating all the proposals is objectively hilarious because uh, it's not even like they're trying to hide it. It's like, let's put these out there and see how people feel. At all times when it's like, so you're, you know, you've figured out the financials, like the players and management are on the same side in terms of how they're going to handle that portion of it. And it it feels like they've pretty much figured out how testing should go. So really, what are they arguing over at this point? (laughs) Nothing. There's no like, like, it. yeah, it's everything appears to be relatively agreed upon. Other than the fact that, like, you know, they probably need a few weeks to get the whole scenario set up. And they just keep floating these ideas for no reason. None. (laughs) Um, They are waiting. They are. The MLB. We'll say this. MLB is doing a worse job, by the way. I don't even. Well, MLB MLB doesn't have an agreement. That's the difference. MLB is like MLB is just arguing over money and terms and everything. That's what makes the NBA thing absurdly hilarious to me they're arguing over nothing yep. they're floating out here yep. like do we want 19 teams or 22 teams in the bubble like <laughs> um yeah so it sounds like we'll get something the basketball will probably be shit but we'll get something bet uh get after it oh, i'm gonna be uh, betting, betting on all the games i i might be too a gambler but i think i will be too the warriors aren't gonna be in it um most likely you never know with all the with all this formats but uh um okay so we'll get out of here with this uh we light years premium we came out the discord channel we are donating all fees to whatever organization that blue wire is supporting uh everyone stay safe